Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. And that's not much this week because it's August 1st and nobody has done anything besides the Klingberg signing. There's some Kadri rumors. Other than that, we have a betting segment to get into and Brayden's Love Corner. Brayden, how are we doing? I had the greatest night of my life this week. <laughs> are you serious? Let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we going to hear a little bit about that a little bit later in Brayden's Love Corner? Yeah. I can't wait. Honestly, let's, let's just get through this hockey part and get straight into that because that is juicy. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. Um, let's start with Klingberg, eh? Uh, seven million, one year with Anaheim. <sighs> you what know, do you think? going back when like the agent was fired, how late into uh, free agency? You don't do that if you're happy with your agent. Yeah, it was three weeks into free agency. He gets the can. <laughs> no, that's not a good sign. You're right. And then he signs what, like maybe a week later. Like yeah. it, it, to me, feels like the groundwork was done. It kind of feels a fuck you to that agent. Like you screwed up. You're not getting any of the money for this, even for this little tiny pot. And you know, you brought up a good point in the group chat. And this is going to be some nice little advice for I all often do. for current NHLers, for any future NHLers that are just current listeners, for any <laughs> current listeners or future listeners of the pod. Uh, whatever offer you get on the very first day of free agency, that's your best offer. Just take it. That's 100% true. That's a life lesson with Braden. It's now, not going to get better from there. What do you think you're going to make a bidding war happen on five days after the nope. it opens? Not happening. Dude, the most important thing, and we they were really seeing it becoming the case now with the ramifications of the flat cap. You know, the cap just not moving at all, but cap space is king. And no one has cap space anymore because they made their signings. So yeah. who could afford to sign Klingberg for $7 million? I mean, literally Anaheim, right? Literally Anaheim. Like... He thought he was going to get eight by eight, seven by seven. Like, sorry, dude, wasn't happening. Like, should have tempered the expectations a little bit more. Well, that's the thing, eh, Braden? He got offered. It was leaked that he got offered early in the year. Only offer from Dallas was for like $58 million over eight years. Can you imagine how much, how much that must feel in the pit was of your like stomach 7. just 5? rocking? Uh, yeah, it was like almost $8 million a year. Not that, but like, yeah, seven-something. He liked Dallas. The uh, tax is pretty good. He's been there a while. That's his first choice was to stay in Dallas. And I'm pretty sure that's why it led to the agent firing because the agent's probably like, oh, you can make way more in free agency. Look what Seth Jones just made. He's making $9 million. Well, You know what? Stay in Dallas with how the market's been. Seth Jones is kind of a unicorn. And that was a bad contract the day it was signed. So well, That was the summer of defense, like of defenseman free agency, right? Like so many got paid. Klingberg did expect to be, look, I'm like the only or best defenseman out here. I should get paid, but here he is with $7 million a few it's weeks so, later. NHL GMs are so weird because a guy like Klingberg, oh, he's 30. Don't want to give him seven years. You know, okay, you know what? That's right. You shouldn't be giving a 30-year-old guy seven years in free agency. That being said, big, tough Canadian Eric Branson <laughs> with a 4 by 4 like, I don't know what's up with GMs just being, like, big physical guy. Always will pay. It doesn't matter how old they are. But slick puck moving defensemen won't go long term. Who's going to age better? Ignore who's better right now. Who's going to age better? I I mean, the guy that's not throwing his body on the line every yeah. shift. 
right? Exactly. Like, I don't get it. I, I again, like, I don't get it. Oh, okay. We'll get into it later. But there's some leaf stuff I want to talk about, actually. But we'll get yeah. into that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the main I thing mean, right there's now, not much else to say with Klingberg. He's no. going to try and cash in next summer, and he probably will for a little bit. I would assume he's going to get so. somewhere in the, like five to six million range for like four to five years so he'll get like 30 million but he'll but never get making, the 56 no. that he was offered before no so he's lost money there and like i just think of like taylor hall like remember everybody was like oh this is a smart move for taylor hall he's gonna be able to rip it up in buffalo dude he had three goals or whatever it was like he didn't rip it up in buffalo it yeah. tanked his value taylor hall has not made nearly as much money as what he should have to this point in his career or what he will make career total because of that one single summer that was another thing where he was offered something good, had to fire his agent because he told him to turn it down like that. These players, man, like you said, Braden, sign on the first day. Just take whatever they, you can get because cap space is king. You want to be the reason that the team has no cap space if you're the player on the first day of free agency, right? You don't want yeah. to be the, oh, we got to get some cap space. You want to be the guy who, you know, because of you, they have to tell other players, oh, well, this is the best we could do because of the cap. Speaking of cap space, it seems like that's like the number one reason for why we haven't seen Kadri signed yet. No one has the cap space for him, with the exception of maybe the Islanders, who have been constantly rumored to be the suitor for Kadri now for weeks now. It sounds like it's heating up recently. I th- I know I said Colorado before. I still think that that's possible, and I, I think that's a toss-up. More likely, probably, that it's the Islanders just because they aren't going to have to make all these trades to bring them in, like the uh, the Avalanche will. And they like, still have like twenty million for those that don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and you know what's hilarious is that like Colorado's Colorado, so if they can't get Kadri back, you know what they're going to do. What are they going to do? Hi, Paul Stasny. Would you like to come in and play for like pennies, for peanuts? And then yeah. they're going to get a new second line center who, for whatever reason, is still unreal. Maybe even Peter Stasny. You never know. Bring him back. Right? He used to play there. But it's just... Yeah, they're they're waiting. And the Islanders need to... It's not even for their own fans or for Lou Lamarillo's job. I think they got to keep Barzal happy, man. That's yeah. a guy who I could see leaving if, if things don't start turning up. I could see him saying, oh, fuck this. Is Barzal good enough to be your franchise player? I don't... I don't think so. I'm biased. I'll be honest. I'm biased you know? against Matt Barzell because he won the Calder over Brock Besser. And <laughs> Besser never took that next step that I thought he would, like Barzell has. Um, but is he your franchise player? Uh, I think he's at tier below. I think he's a solid first liner. You know what I mean? Oh, can you win a Stanley Cup with Matt Barzell as your first line center in the NHL? Yeah, big time. Yes. You better have a hell of a defenseman with him and you better have a hell of a winger with him. Yeah, you know, you know what? If Let me ask the- you this, Braden. Uh, Braden Point or Matthew Barzell? One season or like moving forward? For one season, one playoff series. I'll take Braden Point. I'll take Braden Point too. And Braden Point's the second or third most important player on Tampa's offense. Yep. And what I, Tampa's just built different because what I was going to say was, yeah, but Barzell they've won cups. Like one. that's how yeah. you win cups. What I was going to say was like, you know, again, to use the Vancouver comparison with Barzal, can you win a cup with Barzal as your one-line center? Yeah, but you need the rest, right? You need to have this elite defenseman, and you need to have an elite winger or, you know, whatever else. We look at the Canucks. Do they have the elite defenseman? Yeah, they have Quinn Hughes. They got Thatcher Demko. They got the goalie. 
right? Now, Besser's a first-line winger. Sure. Is Besser a number-one elite right winger? No. Like, he's a top-line winger, though, on any team in the NHL. But he's not, like, your Kucherov. But my point being, I guess, is that the Canucks have that surrounding cast I think you would need to, you know, I think Pedersen and Barzal are in a similar tier. And you that's what you need to surround him with. Right. Do the Islanders have that? Don't, no, Dobson's a great player. But... So you add Kadri to that mix. Um, and we're looking at a Barzell Kadri duo where, and you're looking at a really good top line of Pollock and Pellick. You're looking at a pretty decent goalie as Ilya Sorokin. I might say it even rivals Vancouver's chances um, and team structure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now they're in very different spots, right? Like Islanders are a team that expect to be pushing and didn't make it last year. Whereas the Canucks, as we know, want to take a step back and kind of rebuild the, uh, the, the, the prospect pool, but for the Islanders, it's just showing you got to show bars all that you're serious and give them enough to stay. Yeah. Cause if you don't make the playoffs or you don't even win a round. I think he might. And I don't you know, if... know, they can't let the Tavares thing happen again. eh? you'd have to trade them. You got to trade them. And I think that they would, I think GMs as a whole are becoming, and again, maybe it's the effects of the flat cap. Um, but I think GMs in general are becoming a lot more aware of asset management, I guess we could say as a whole, and just like actually how bad it is to lose a player for nothing. Right. For, right? Like self rentals. I think you're starting to see those really reduce. Um, yeah. Definitely. And how often they go about. Um, just because it's not worth it. Move the player, get assets, right? You, your window could close in an instant and you need to either do what you can to expand it or to keep it, you know, get the jump start on the, uh, on the rebuild. Well, other than that, Braden, besides the Kadri and Klingberg thing, is there really any other hockey? You said you wanted to talk a little bit of Leafs. What's that? That perked my ears right up. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like really smart and like really good at like guessing and like estimating. And You're like, a really good. Yeah, estimator. I, I'm kind of like Nostradamus. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause all the dome I get, but, um, <laughs> call me Nostradamus but my main point is that I remember when the Mrazic deal was signed right away I went that's a shit deal that's gonna age like milk and I remember I had, that I had, you and I don't know I don't remember what you thought of it but I know a lot of people went no it's gonna be okay like he's I thought it was too goalie. much I thought it was too I much went, money too much term too much too long I think this is gonna be garbage right away and it was garbage right away I mean look what it was right he was below a 900 goalie and they had to trade up or trade down in the first round just to trade him away Ugh. the more I've thought about it I didn't like it at the start and like I've saw it and like thought about it and I really don't like the Cali Yarncroke signing. Really? I'm I so re- the other way. I really don't like it. Why is that? Because 30, I think he's, he's a defensive he's a defensive he, third liner for two million dollars. For four years at 31. Okay, so obviously it felt like they had to give him that fourth year to get it down to two. I'm sure there's other offers for him to get, make more money out there for less term. Yeah, but then my thought is don't. So don't. Um, yeah. Yes and no, Brain, because yes, you're right. Because it's the Leafs, right? It's the, they need cap space. And of all teams to give out $2 million. Because it's Not those them. little deals that kill you, right? Like, sure. that's what hurts on the extensions and shit like that. And like, I don't know. He's going to make that. Like, he has to, like, especially with how he was in Calgary. You better hope that he's not that player, man. He's really good defensively, though, Braden. And the for the Leafs structure, and this is why I loved the signing at the time, and I'm happy to hear 
your point of view, but mine is that he and Camp will make for a great shutdown pair uh, at the third line for the forwards. And Maybe, but he's, he's a heavy a great... physical. He's a physical player. He's, he's only 31. thirty right now. Thirty, so, and he yeah, plays he's... a physical game. Yeah, you're gonna keep right. up that much longer. I don't. I don't like it. He's not your top six forward. He's a bottom six forward, and he's not even an offensive guy. So the speed thing is not even that huge thing that we need him to keep throughout his age. I think he's a great defensive player for the Leafs right now. And the Leafs are honestly not into huge financial trouble in three years. I'm not too worried about three, four years from now. And now I'm going to sound a little hypocritical, but I'm just thinking who can you get cheaper? Who's available, right? And I don't, That's I don't exactly know if this it, is cheaper. Right? I don't know if this is cheaper. I'm going to throw a name out there just because this player was supposed to be a four years by 2.5 and they're still on the market. Who? They can't play center. Which Yonkro can, that's a benefit, especially if Kerfoot's on his way out. But he right. does play the wing and he's amazing defensively and he can chip in offensively great. Who is this mystery player? The greatest fourth liner in the league, who really is a third liner. Tyler Mott still doesn't have a team. Tyler Mott. Yeah. I'm saying it because like that's a Vancouver guy who like so you're I saying like years, right? the Leafs should have signed Tyler Mott for well, uh, I wonder... like 500k less. Like, well, I wonder what Mott's going to get. I don't think Mott gets four years at this point. And with the space, I don't think he gets 2.5. Because no one really has the space to do that besides like Arizona's of the world. And he's still holding out. Like I've seen something saying like the Rangers are trying to move out some space. And if they can, like they'll bring him back. But even then, like I don't think he gets four by 2.5. Yeah. Right? I, like uh, three even? Uh, I think he's closer to two by two. I guess you're right. Right? So would you rather Cali Yarncroke for four years at 2.5 or Tyler Mott for two years at two? Right. And here's That's my 500K. position. I'd rather have Yarncroke because I I don't care, especially as a Leafs fan, of all teams, three years from now means the least out of all the teams in the NHL. The Leafs need to win this fucking year. And the way that they structured their third line to have Engvall, Yarncroke, and Kampf, I think that's one of the ways they can pull out a playoff round. So help me God. I just, I, I just, I'm not convinced that Yarncroke's the guy. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, you know, it means Mott's the guy either. But like, I'm just looking at some stats here, right? So this year, Mott had uh, 15 points in 49 games of the Canucks. Pretty good for a fourth liner. And then uh, he went pointless in nine games with the Rangers. But then he had two goals in the, in the playoffs before getting injured again. So Tyler Mott's on the radar for somebody, not the Leafs, because they don't have the space. Oh, never mind. Mott does play center. The best fourth line center in the league, Braden suggests. Best fourth line winger. Dude, once you have him on a team, like you fall in love with him. Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of... I guess it's just more of expectations with Dubas, too. Is that Dubas was supposed to be different. And he, he is. I, feels... I think he thinks out of the box. He does, and then I have two diverging points on Dubas. One part of me feels like Dubas is still that guy who does all, you know, he's smart. But there's times where it almost feels like he he wants, he does shit that people look at and go, that's stupid. And he does it because he, it feels like he wants to be this big brain move that works. So he could go, I told you, I was fucking right, you idiots. You were all wrong, and I knew it. 
It definitely feels like there's a zero percent chance he'll trade the core four ever since he said that he won't. You know what I mean? I don't mean? think you should, but like when I'm what I'm saying with that is like Mrazic felt like that to me. Mm. Cody CC he, he did felt defend like that it to me. even like the press conference of the day where he traded Mrazic down. Yep. So Yep. So Mrazic is one of those ones to me. Cody CC is one of them. You remember he said, Oh, we have stats that, that show was a good trade. Very good. That was Getting Cody C- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, re-signing Cody CC? They should not have done that. No, like, he was not up for debate. He was objectively a bad defenseman for them. Now, I know Stu's not here. Otherwise, we'd have somebody scream about how good Cody CC is. <laughs> but that's a different team. Like, for whatever reason, Pittsburgh can, like, Pittsburgh players. Cody CC wasn't good in Toronto, and Dubas said he was. Right? Like, they, he goes, oh, we had numbers that showed he was good. Make those numbers available then, dude, because I'm not seeing them. And the one recently that feels like that to me? Is Matt Murray. Matt Murray, yeah. It really feels like like everyone's going, that's fucking stupid. Why would you get him? And he's going, oh, or he's going to bounce back now. Again, I've been vocal about Curtis Sanford and how good of a goalie coach I think he is. And that for sure, there's stuff in place that I could see Murray come back happening. I don't think it's likely. And it really feels like he's kind of just, it's this fuck you, I'm smarter and I'm going to show you by doing this thing. And so your diversion points are you both, you both think that he is smarter than the average GM and he tries to flaunt it too much sometimes with these overreaching ideas. That's the perfect way to summer. That's just one point, right? Is I do think he has that. The other side though, is I feel like he's giving up parts of himself and he's caving in at the same time where he brings in players that aren't really his players because he's, you need you to think have... I don't think so. I think this is Dubis's team. I really do. He's changed his ideology on maybe what that's his more team of it be. is that he's embracing that you need more toughness than I before. think that's what it is totally. Then I guess he's that's seen it. it. But the two Boston series, the Columbus series, even like they got pushed around, they got beefier. And that's not why they lost with the Montreal. They lost because uh don't, let's not get into it. But yeah. um, yeah, it's that's fair. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That's fair. I definitely um, have moved towards your guys' opinion, though, that the Leafs don't do it. He might be out. He needs to be fired. I don't care. you if Not right now. If you don't win the, right. in the round. I don't care if you've done. And I've been a vocal, and I'll say right now. Well, this year I have question marks, obviously, with the Murray deal. But before coming into this year, like every trade deadline he gets to, he makes moves. And you go, is there anything else that he could have done differently this year? I would have gotten a goalie. Mm-hmm. I think he should have made just made the sacrifice and got flurry. But really, he did everything he could have. The year before, against Montreal, was there anything that people were like, you idiot, you should have done this differently? There's nope. nothing. The only nothing. thing was like, like in hindsight, they shouldn't have paid so much at the deadline. But other than no, that. But that deadline deals, like shit happens. Yeah. Right? So looking at it now, now, I guess we could say there's starting to be cracks in the seams because I can look at the Murray and the Morazic deals and go, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done this. That's you too early broke, to I'm say though. Right now, but you it's know? too early to say. Um, but the point remains is that he's to date. It's been fairly, there's nothing really that he did wrong or shouldn't have done. And it just, for whatever reason, doesn't work by all rights. It should, even if that's the case this year and they get fluked out of it and he did everything he possibly could have. Don't give a shit results or results. And they're not here. Yeah, especially because we talked about it last time Kai was on the episode. We were he was pointing out this is Dubas's sixth year. You if get five you lose, years. 
you lose six years in a row, you know, that's how the NHL GMs have always gone. You lose six years in a row, you're out. Yep. And we'll see. What's interesting there is we'll see with Dorian, because this is, I think, it's either his fourth or fifth year coming in without playoffs. I think his leash is extended because Melnick's passing, but... Ottawa we'll GM, see. for those not knowing. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But with Dubas, like, I'm sorry. Results are results, and they haven't been there. They need to be there. Yeah, and as the Leafs fan who literally loves Dubas and is a big Dubas fanboy, I will f- be sad to see it happen, but totally understand why. Yeah, and then what will happen is that some new GM will come in. He'll get in, like, two new third liners. We had a new third liner and a fourth liner and they'll go all the way to the finals and people will go, what a genius. We do whatever this Whatever it takes, dude. Whatever it takes. Yep. I don't Dude, care. it's what happened with the Blackhawks, right? Stan Bowman came in. That guy did not build that team. No. But he got all the credit. Um, You know, and I'm saying Duba should be fired. This is me saying that. If they fired him, I've been happy with Alvin as GM in Vancouver. Dude, fire Alvin. Go get Dubas. Like, I think he's that smart. Because but... that's the thing. I think Dubas is still a an above average GM in yes. the NHL. Dude, very easily. You think, eh? He's like top 10. Top five. Wow. Yeah. I put him up there. I agree with you. And it'd be such a shame to have to fire one, but results are results. Um, I kind of want to go into a betting segment that I've neglected for weeks and weeks now, Braden. It's been a yeah. while because I've kind of been only betting baseball and I don't trust my baseball bets enough to let the world and our listeners know. But I do have some fucking futures that I feel great about. And I'm here to present Tyler Two Senses betting segment back at you again. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I brought this up a couple of times on the podcast. The most electrifying athlete of our generation and one of the best actors. He, the way he talks, just is so presidential. You know what I mean, Braden? Mm -hmm. It's very presidential. And at plus 5,000. For him to be the next U.S. president in 2024. I wouldn't waste my money. <laughs> I wouldn't waste Don't my waste money. your money. What do you mean? It's a great idea. I think you should waste your money doing this. If you want to waste your money and have some fun betting on your favorite quarterback, Braden, 49ers fan, Braden, noted top 5% 49ers fan, Braden. Mm-hmm. I do $10. love that dollars. Put $10, that's it, on Trey Lance to win the MVP. Yeah, I'll do it. You'll get $400 later at plus 4000 I'll put money on my boy. Uh, Here's the I'm... thing. He's got such a good team, Braden. We were talking about it earlier pre-show. Yeah, it's best team in the league, uh, best coach in the league. You're best right. Every, best tight end in the league. One of the best tight ends in the league, one of the deepest receiving cores with Ayuk and Debo. They have Elijah Mitchell. Best they defensive have, group in the league. They have a great defense. Top 10 line on both sides of the ball. You give any quarterback that now is a year in the playbook, was drafted top three, a chance with that type of team. Not all top three picks get a team like that. Not many at all. So give me plus 4,000, a starting quarterback on a top five team in the NFL. You I'll tell you to. what it is. The issue right now is because like I'm involved in the team. I'm going through the all I have to judge the guy off of right now are practices going, uh-oh, he threw two interceptions in practice today. That's that's not good. <laughs> that's nothing, though, man. That's nothing. Uh, that means nothing. If he was lighting it up, it'd be it'd mean nothing as well. No, like I think the year that 
I can't remember exactly the numbers on it, but like the year that the Niners went to the, uh, the first year the Niners went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. I think the first practice he had that year, he threw like 50% of his throws or interceptions or something like that. Like, or he threw <laughs> like four or six in a row. Like, it was something ridiculous like that, where it's just like, dude, this isn't going to be a good year. And then it was a good year. So they just need to keep winning. Uh, as long as he doesn't throw the Jimmy G picks that Jimmy G like to throw, I'm going to be happy with him. And he doesn't because he likes to scramble. When Jimmy G doesn't have his first or second reach, he'll, he'll throw it sometimes to get that pick. Lance has the ability where if he is first and second reader gone, run for a first down, run for five yards. It's so the perfect I, quarterback I for happening. Kyle Shanahan too, eh? Totally. And that's why at plus 4,000, you have to jump on it. Um, me into it. One more bet. So we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson at plus 5,000. These are all long shots. Uh, 4,000 for Lance. And plus 3,300, Mike Tomlin to be coach of the year. He's a coach that has been... He's had a winning record for uh, two decades straight, Brayden. <laughs> and at plus 3,300, like... his team's projected to be really bad. Like, really bad. And his team's not going to be bad because it's Mike Tomlin. It just doesn't happen. Didn't they only go 500 last year? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They at least go 500. They're expected to go worse than 500. If they go 9-7... and seven, you could easily see this guy getting up there for the award. They yeah. haven't, he hasn't won it in quite a long time, maybe ever, despite being one of the best coaches of our generation. And you know how media picks this award. It's coach of the year. Like of all awards, this is like the one that Stephen A got on the ESPN and declares the winner for three quarters of the way through the season. If the Steelers are in the running at all, Mike Tomlin's going to be in the running for coach of the year. Is the NFL the same where it's like, hey, coach the year goes to the guy who did, well, you weren't as bad as we thought you were. Bingo. Yeah. Oh. Like Dan Campbell is the odds on favorite to be coach of the year. His team is projected to get six wins. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those. Like and if Campbell gets eight wins, he's coach of the year. Like <laughs> that's how it goes. Oh, yeah. That damn Campbell guy. Oh, yeah. Um, hockey. uh podcast Braden does not know about the Lions head coach Dan Campbell he is a legend you should learn more about him you here's what I know this. here's my football knowledge I watched only the 49ers and then uh whichever is the last game on my uh parlay I'll throw up yep um your parlay that consists of a minus 490 a minus 1100 and a minus 700 I take the heavy favorites every day if it's even remotely close to being like equal I just won't touch the game so I'll build like an 18 parlay and then I'll make I'll make good money because I'll throw twenty bucks down. I'll get forty five bucks back or like fifty bucks back. It's not a great return, but like you're guaranteed to make money if you win eight different bets. Yeah, but they're like heavy favorites, so you're going to like the. I remember, <laughs> I remember two or three years ago, it was like the Raiders. I think it was Raiders Jets, and it was like, do you remember when the Jets hadn't won a game like all year, and then they uh. They were up against yes, the they were up I against the Raiders with like a minute left or something like that. And then the last play of the game, and I can't remember if it was a pick or if like it was fumbled, something happened. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like I lost my fucking money. Dude, I thought I broke my toe because like I kicked the couch so hard, like jumping up, screaming. Like, I don't care about the Raiders, I don't care about the Jets, but like my parlay hit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the love of sports betting. And football is one of the best sports to bet. It it's the best one without a doubt. It's the most fun. Um, and that does it for my betting segment. We'll be doing a lot more of this. I think I'm going to do it every week as soon as we get back into football season and hockey season. I just don't have the goods for you with baseball. 
loose change listeners, which we need to like think of a name for, like our listener group. You know how like Justin Bieber has the believers, loose change listeners. What what should we call them? We'll have to think about that. Ask me Let when us I'm know. drunk this weekend, and I'll I'll come up with something. DM us uh, in Instagram. And speaking of drunk on the weekend, it's time for everyone's favorite corner. It's the corner that smells a little bit raunchy, but a little bit nice. It's Brayden's love corner. Brayden, you say that this is going to be a juicy Brayden's love corner. You tease it at the top of the episode. What's going on? A raunchy but nice smell. Kind of like Cool Ranch Doritos. No free ads. Actually, do you like Cool Ranch? I think Cool Ranch Doritos are the, the most underrated Dorito in the world. They, are, I think it's the best Dorito. I, I but was I don't like say, Doritos. Not only is it the most underrated, it's the best flavor. It's the best flavor, and but I don't eat it because it feels like Doritos get stuck in your throat too easily, more than every other chip. Ooh, ready for I another swear. one that I'm gonna get like hate for? Most overrated Dorito that's actually not that good. What? <sighs> I'm black. God damn it, this is great podcasting. I'm blanking on the name of it. The black bag, the one that everyone gets. It's like kind of spicy, got some heat to it. Sweet chili heat. Yeah, sweet chili heat is garbage. It is not a good chip. Um, I am so on board with that. Everyone <laughs> gets it. It's always at a party. I don't it want is. it. It is. It's always there. And like, I no, they're not good. Like party, oh, the best Dorito for a party is just original. Because mm-hmm. the best taste is Cool Ranch. But you cannot talk to anybody after eating some Cool Ranch Doritos, man. They're going to be running away from you. That's <laughs> true. Um, were the girls running away from you this week? Okay, so we'll corner? start at the start. So, uh, as mentioned, I met, I, I, I made eye contact with my wife um, this past Wednesday night. Uh, for those who don't follow me, I went to the Dua Lipa's concert. Oh yeah, how Dua was it? Hair. It was the greatest night of my life. I had so much fun. That was, was the I- one with the fireworks inside, right? Yeah. So we'll get to that, but like. <laughs> it was also extremely gay like i legitimately may have been me and the guys i went with it was a group of five guys we're all straight we were i'm pretty sure we were the only straight guys that one of their own volition everyone else there the only other straight dudes were dudes that were with their girlfriends and then gay guys lots of gay people at the dua lipa concert dua is a huge supporter of the lgbtq plus uh, community just like the loose change podcast we love um, them i think she actually started supporting them because of us but Mm-hmm. she no she's very uh, active with that community so they love her so they showed up and oh boy it looked like pride man like the outfits like i thought i normally just i was thinking of wearing my romper and i have didn't you been to my... pride before i don't think i have actually i'm thinking it's about such it. a good energy man i know i, I need to go it's like i bet you having more gay people at the concert makes the concert better yeah, i'll be dude, honest without with a you. doubt without a doubt because i listen to old shits like most time it's just like old dads Right. Which, like, concerts are fun. Like, the bands are always good, but, like, crowd's not... The, the crowds are decent, but it's not, like, you know, Dua Lipa. So, uh, yeah, I had no leads that I paid $200 for. Uh, so you was, and the boys go and have a great old, grand old time. It was electric. I got tuned for it. I met people. Um, I just I had the time of my life. I can't wait to do it again. Uh, yeah, fireworks went off. Um, turns out those weren't scripted. Those, somebody smuggled in fireworks and let them off. <laughs> really? And, like, they were going, dude, they were going off. So they're going off on the floor. And like, I remember being in those weeds looking down at the fireworks, being like, "Huh, didn't know that like artists were allowed to let the fireworks go off on the floor. Seems kind of dangerous." <laughs> it's Dua. I guess they'll let her do anything. Yeah, and, like, right. <laughs> I saw like people getting hit, and I was just like, "Hmm, maybe hmm. they malfunctioned." 
but they're still moving around like they're fine yeah so uh and then i didn't know until the next day somebody goes yo did you see the fireworks i'm like yeah like i was there how'd you know about that and they're like they were smuggled in like idiot what do you think yeah oh shit like yeah i looked it up and i see people like i gotta say people are so fucking dramatic i saw people i thought it was gunshots (laughs) no you didn't there's no way you thought they were gunshots if you did like that's that like rich white like suburban neighborhood thing you know or the like is there, is that gunshots or is that fireworks yeah that's like, that's, <laughs> that's legitimately what my first saw. i was like shut the fuck up like you're just looking for attention if you are legitimately saying you thought it was fire or gunshots anyhow great night so you have that great night did you find love that night at all not that night so there was a group okay. of i was talking with one lady in line at the bar uh, i was me one of my buddies i was there with and her and uh, she thought we were gay and she thought we were together um i did tell her that we were together so that may have been a reason why but uh yeah lovely lady not my type but we we had a great conversation with her and then there's a group of like eight ladies wonderful women that were sitting beside us and um i was gonna talk to them and then fucker one of the guys i went with was like no i'm taking this i'm gonna talk to them and then proceeded to never say a word to them he pulled the damn she bad as fuck and then looked at his weather app on the phone and was like god damn it dude so uh didn't get an opportunity that night and being said so friday night comes around and you know i'm kind of a i'm kind of a rock star so i'm like okay time to go to the bar like who's all coming so we get a good group or whatever go to the bar i'm 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 flying <laughs> through this to like just really save time for for the listeners here but you know me so i'm pretty i'm pretty saucy with it we'll see when we show up so we're in a booth and it's a lot of us no one's side sitting thankfully and then in the booth behind my friends that i'm facing if that makes sense does that make sense yeah picking up what i'm putting down so in that booth there's three people one of them is on the far side so she's facing me and then it's a guy and a girl and they've got their backs to me so we're hanging out and like 10 minutes go by 15 minutes go by i get a double vodka seven which i forgot how good vodka sevens are that's the new go-to for your boy oh i love um, a good old vodka I seven forgot how good they were yeah. so yeah they're they're hanging out and I see the the one girl. I'll call it. Own. This episode is sponsored by Vodka Sevens. It's a Fuck good it. sponsor. It's a good sponsor. So she takes out her phone and like take a picture of the two of them. Right. And I'm like right there. So I'm like, of course I'm gonna fucking You're smile a photo for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I look cute as fuck. Like they're taking a picture of me. I'm gonna smile. Yeah. So I let them take my picture, and then <laughs> they don't notice like at all, like either eh, right away. So I'm like, that's pretty funny, but whatever. Like maybe, maybe it comes up posted. again. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Now, here's where the backstory is needed. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I went to a Jack and Jill and uh, I told the elderly guests there that I was engaged and introduced them to a girl who I told them I was married to? I remember this. Yes. Is okay. was this the same girl that you guys like ate a bunch of food with or am I mixing stories? Oh, ate a bunch of food with. Oh, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. That was a different story. That's a different, different story. Girl. Different girl. Yeah. That's when we stole food at the bar from some like birthday party. No. Right. Um. So this girl, you said that you were married to before. Yeah. And like, we still call each other like wife and husband. Like we dick around. Oh, yes. I am remembering. We'll get into this. And 14. We'll get into this because of the next night. But um, we we like to joke around that we're engaged. So. (laughs) Okay. That's that's important. So then I'm hanging out. And then uh, I just hear the girl who took the picture just start dying laughing. And the other okay. two go, what, what? And she, I see them or her, like, you know, show them the phone. And then they start laughing. So I know it's me. So right. I, I just yell at them before they can even say anything to me. I go, do I look cute? <laughs> am I out of bed? And they start laughing. So I'm like, oh, do you hear that? 
That's either global warming or that's just the heat that radiates off me. Either way, that's the sound of broken ice, baby. Let's go talk. So I walk over. Is that what you said? <laughs> you I, well, I you literally over. said that the ice is broken? No, I, I just said that right now to illustrate okay. that like, I was able to go and introduce myself. So I go over, I talk to them. It's the one girl's birthday. <laughs> so Burnett, who took the picture, it's her birthday. And then a blonde girl who's with the guy. They're not dating, I don't think. I think they're just friends. We'll get into that. But um, they're just hanging out. So I'm like, oh, like, what's up? And like, I'm talking. The blonde girl's like recording me and shit. Like, because, you know, I'm making some good jokes for them. And then uh, You're being like, the sending... class well, clown, the entertainer, her... she... as you always no, do. Not even the entertainer, but she's sending it to some friends. So she says to me, she goes, she goes, what's your Insta? And I go, God damn, like, I don't even know you. Like, this is moving pretty quickly, don't you think? And she goes, my friend thinks you're really cute. Like my friend that we sent that Snapchat to. She wants to know what your ad is. And I'm like, OK, so I'm like giving it to her. I get to the end of Brayden and I feel this arm come up on my side. And this voice goes, hi, husband, who are these people? Oh my God! It's your wife from episode it's my twelve. Wife from episode twelve. So I look at her. I'm like, hey, like you know, I'm not gonna use her name. I go, hey, wife, what's up? And she looks at everyone. And she goes, hi, everybody. I'm insert name here. I'm Brain's his wife. wife. And they're like, like, like looking at me. Like, what? Is this a joke? Right. Like she's being serious with it, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to be rude to her, but I'm also like, dude, like, fuck off. You're killing my shot right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like. Fuck. so like i kind of play it off and she goes come on come sit back down with us you oh. bugged them enough and i'm like i'll see you ladies later tonight that is such leave. bad luck are you kidding me so we walk back over and i take her phone i take not not like the girl there like my wife i take my wife's phone yeah. and uh i had that for like a good 20 minutes and she thought it was lost so like I was kind of a little bit like, take that, you little fucker. You got like, even at her, yes. Yeah, but then she got mad at me for taking the phone, so she, like, choked me in the washroom and stuff. It was kind of erotic. It was oh, kind of painful. It was kind of all of the above. Right. Lots of sensual sights and sounds going on in that bathroom stall. Oh, Anyhow, my goodness. So, for, <laughs> like, bars closing, I'm pretty saucy. I can't think of any other ladies I talked with that night. But I do have a, a thing to bitch about. Well, I, I got another lady piece for that night, but I want to bitch about this bartender first. All right. Love, needed, love paused. Love on, ha, on hold. Bar etiquette in effect. Now, That's I right. used to work in a restaurant. You flex about like, this every th- three episodes. I was a cook. I used to do it. Yeah, I was a cook. I cooked with Kai. Kai is actively in the restaurant industry. So I, I need a lime. I need a slice of a lime for my drink and for my friend's drink. Sure. Not my wife, but one of my other friends. So I go, I go over to the bar and I go, hey, man, you got any limes or lemon slices? And he goes, no, nah, dude, sorry, we're all out. Okay. Do you have any in the back? And he goes, oh, dude, that's so much work. Really? He said that? He said that. I went, dude, are you serious? And he's like, I got to go back there and cut it. I'm like, dude, I worked in a kitchen. I know exactly how much work that is. It's negative amounts of work. What do you mean? How hard it's is it to break. cut a lime? It's literally a break from your regular duties to go to fucking lime. I go, dude, that is I'll insane. cut the lime. You go get it for me. I'll cut it. I'll go to the fucking back. I'll get it myself. And he goes, oh, fine. Really? Yeah. So he comes back eh, and he gives me like this like tiny, tiny like slice. I'm like, thanks so much, dude. I talked to him a little bit too, like, oh, like how late you work. And he's like closing. I'm like, oh, that's shitty. Like, at least it's kind of dead tonight. Like, no biggie. I'm like, cheers. Like, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. So I go give it to uh, my friend. And I think that's it, right? So then later on, I'm on 
now I'm in a booth. Now later on in the night, though, I'm I'm over at a table, or not a table, sorry. Like I'm at the bar, so I'm talking to a friend who I haven't seen in a little bit. So I've got my back to the hallway behind me. And when I say the hallway, I mean like it's a uh, you know four side. The bar is like all four sides, right? Like you can yeah, walk around yeah. the whole thing. You know? And uh, I'm in like the skinniest part of it, where it's like my back and then booths. But it's pretty dead. There's still like a I don't know, half a meter of space, I guess we could say between me and like where the bars or where the booth is. Okay. So I'm holding a drink. I'm talking with this, my buddy and someone it's empty again, right? Like keep this in mind. It's empty. I get fucking nailed from the side and I spill my drink. I look over and it's that fucking bartender who hit me. No, and I go, Dude, what the fuck? And he just keeps walking. I don't really? Know if, yep. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if it was unintentional. And he just like hit me and kept walking because he didn't want to make a big deal of it. But just with how busy the bar was and like the fact it was that guy, I'm a little. What are the chances that? Like, what the fuck? And like, all you did really was bad. ask for a ask for a line. Dude, slice. The fa- I can't contemplate the fact that you're at your job. And dude, so, you, oh, you're, a, you, you're a bartender. Hey, dude, can I get a line for my drink? Oh, that's so much work. Okay. Cool, dude. I'm not fucking tipping you. I'll tell you that. That's so annoying, man. Yeah, that's a terrible bar at- etiquette, and you have every right to complain on this podcast. The fact that it's on the podcast now, it will get back to them. You'll be going there and getting free drinks for days. Ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. Anyhow, so that's not the end of that night. Back to love. So we go outside. Yeah, so eh? is like, there love bar closes. tonight? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what happened. The bar closes, eh? Okay. So I go outside. And who do I see in the fucking parking lot? I forgot to mention the two girls and their guy friend. They left like halfway through the night. Didn't know where they went. Right. I see them outside in the parking lot. So I'm like, oh, I guess they got like the rooftop patio. So I go over. I start talking to them again. The guy's gone. Actually, it's just the two girls. But the brunette one is talking to um, some guy. But I've been talking to the blonde chick like earlier in the night. So I was like, yeah, that's who I want to talk to anyways. Because like she's it's her friend that said that, like she's interested in me. Right. So I go okay. over. I'm like, hey, like, what's up? And she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Where's your wife? And I go, for the record, she's not my wife. And she's like, I don't know. Like, she seemed pretty convincing. I'm like, let me tell you what's going on here. So I tell, I start explaining the whole story to her, right? Right. The episode, so I get episode to the part. Story. Yeah. So I get to the part. Long story short. I know I already explained what it was on here. Right. I already explained. Gave you yeah. a brief overview on this epic. Okay, cool. So I'm at the part where I'm explaining, like, how we are going up to people at the Jack and Jill. Like, being like, hey, this is my mail order bride. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm using the term mail order bride. And what do I fucking feel but an arm on my waist? Right when you're back talking to these same two girls. And the words, hi, husband. Right. So does that work out? So she laughs and she's like, I knew you were fucking married. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. And then their Uber pulls up and she's like, okay, like, give me your Insta quick. So I give her my Insta. We follow each other. And she's like, I'm leaving. Like have a great night with your wife. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Like, yeah, you too. Like, cheers. Have a good one. Tell your friend to follow me. So I go home and uh, I'm like, God damn it. Like, God damn it. Right. So I go to bed. I'm laying in bed alone. (laughs) I I look up at the Insta. I'm on the Insta and this chick posts a story and it's her and her friend. I'm not in the picture though. Right. But it's her and her friend. So I reply to it because, you know, what else is better than replying to girls stories when you're like tuned up four in the morning after the bar okay then yeah. hitting up every story and just starting the most atrocious conversation you've ever heard um okay. so i respond to her story i go post the one with me in the background but tell your friend to hit me up i'm legitimately single 
Mm. I wake up the next morning. She likes the message, posts the one with me in the background. She replies at 8.30 a.m. Nah, you're definitely married. And I go, not currently. Maybe one day if I'm lucky enough to find such a love. She goes, nah, definitely currently married. She came in hot. And I'm like, yeah, like she did come in pretty hot. And then she goes, she sends me two videos. She sends me two videos. She took me talking to them at the bar. So we have a little conversation. She brings up my profile picture on right. Insta. Are you familiar with my profile picture on Insta? Is it George Costanza? It's George Costanza. Right. So she goes, can we talk about your profile pic? And I go, yeah, absolutely. She goes, great. Why? <laughs> oh, that's easy. Like, why not? Who doesn't like George Costanza? She goes, touche. I'm like, worried about, you know, I'm a little worried that you're going to recommend me to change it. And she goes, honestly, she goes, I thought it was a red flag until you explained, but that's a solid explanation. I'm like, that's a red flag? Like, God damn. I'm like, I only want green flag vibes. She goes, lol. I'm like, end the combo. So we're going to come back to this Instagram conversation, but that's it for now. Saturday night, um, my wife and then her best friend, uh, the best friend I've known for years. The best friend's moving to Texas for school. So what day? Are we on like Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, it's Saturday. No, this is Saturday. Okay. Now. I'm going to give you five more minutes. <sighs> okay. So Saturday, my friend is moving to, te- not on Saturday. Saturday, we had a going away for party for my friend who's moving to Texas for school. I get blasted. Okay. We're all blasted. That's, that's new. So I'm telling everybody the story of like the Insta convo because I thought that was pretty funny. Sure. And I get up to like go and play in the pool and like throw a ball around because I'm just one of the boys and like you know like boys got to do what the boys got to do. Like we were we were throwing the ball around, you know, about like a basketball. There's a net, like one of those water basketball nets. Gotta throw the ball around the pool. Well, we were doing that shit. You know, you're jumping in, you're throwing it in midair, and then like diving in and catching and throwing to somebody else to try and get some viral clip. Couldn't hit it. Mm. And as I'm doing that, I come out and I go over to my wife who's there, and she goes, "Hey, I just uh, I messaged her on Insta." From your phone? From my phone. She took a picture of me and her together earlier in the night. So I go on Insta and I see she messaged her a picture of us. And she goes, it's what? his wife. Insert name. Not actually his wife. Green flags only. He's lovely. She responds like two hours later. Ha 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 ha. Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm fucked. Because if I don't respond, it looks weird. And if I do respond, being like, hey, aha, actually, it's Brayden. Like, she took my phone. I didn't know she did that. It looks like I just made it up. Yeah, that's a tough position, eh? So I'm like, I got to be straight up and say, like, the legitimately was not me. So I message. I just go, oh, Jesus, like, it's Brayden. Like, I had no idea she did that off my ass off. And she just goes, lol. Yeah, seems like she, like, read a bluff that you weren't bluffing. But, like, it's, it's not there. Right, I haven't hit her up since. Like, I'll, I might hit her up next week and be like, "Hey, you come to the bar this week? What's what you saying?" Because like, she's actually a cool girl. Like, she's just got scared off by a couple red flags. Apparently, well, or it was her friend that was into me too, so pictures. I don't know. But like, the girl was actually like super, such a good looking girl too. But like, really nice, really cool. Like, talking with her, she's like, "Yeah, I play guitar, I sing." I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Like, I love you. I'm like, I'm a musician too. Like, no. <laughs> But, like, I'm like, fuck, this chick was cool. Like, god damn it. So my wife may have ruined that one for me. Um, but then that was the extent of it. Saturday night, Sunday night. Um, wallowed in loneliness. Wow. Well, I mean, that will happen on a Sunday. And right? rethought all of my life's decisions. 
but we'll see what this week brings us, baby. We're gonna, I think it's going to bring you some good stuff. I think I'm going to change up the hinge profile. We're going to put a voice prompt back on. Yes, the voice prompt works. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going to say, here's impre- here's me. Uh, I actually sing, you know, fun fact about me. I actually sing. Um, this is me covering I Miss You by Blink-182. And then I'll, I'll play it and I'll do the chorus. Because you know the chorus. You know, the, you know that song? Yeah. You know the chorus where it's like, where are you? And I'm so, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the whole voice. I'm so sorry. I'm going to just do that. I'll throw that up on there. I mean, you have a, a lovely singing voice. The listeners haven't gone to listen to it yet, but we're Where working are you? on it. Yeah, exactly. You put that's that on a profile. That's gonna get some. That's gonna get a. That's gonna get a chuckle out of the kid. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Not kid though, like but only. <laughs> Fuck. Well, um, Braden, I asked my old man if I could go ice skating on the lake. He told me, "Wait till it gets warmer." I tell you. Oh, man, this one girl at the party, she said, you kind of smell. I went, really? She went, yeah, go take a bath. Here, take this, too. And she gave me a toaster. Oh, my God, that's no respect. I came from a stupid family, though. During the Civil War, my great uncle fought for the West. 